Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine podcast, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comments section or send us an email. To learn more, visit the website at www. LorenaWhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute or a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Today is World AIDS Day, a day of solidarity representing an opportunity for people worldwide who are affected by HIV to share their stories and experiences, to remember those lost, and to highlight efforts on every front to end the HIV epidemic. It's been 40 years since the beginning of the HIV epidemic in the U.S. and almost two years into the COVID-19 pandemic. This World AIDS Day recognizes the challenges of both intertwined in inequities in health and access to life-saving health services. This year's domestic and global themes focus on inclusion, equity, and better health for all people affected by HIV and AIDS. In 2020, there were an estimated 37.7 million people living with HIV. Of those, 680,000 people died from HIV-related causes. Sadly, there were 1.5 million people who were newly infected with HIV last year. HIV remains a major public health issue that affects millions of people worldwide. Although the world has made significant progress in recent decades, important global targets for 2020 were not met. Division, disparity, and blatant disregard for human rights are among the failures that allowed HIV to become and remain a global health crisis. Now, COVID-19 is exacerbating inequities and disruptions to services, making the lives of many people living with HIV more challenging. Did you know, though HIV diagnoses among women have declined in recent years, more than 7,000 women were diagnosed with HIV at the end of 2018. The majority of those new diagnoses were among women aged 20 to 39. Women make up the majority of HIV-positive people at 52%. They need access to HIV prevention, treatment, and care at the community level. As such, HIV-positive women are demanding a role in decision-making that affects their lives, advocating for their priorities to be part of HIV strategies, and leading grassroots-level work to enable women and girls living with HIV and affected by HIV to know and assert their rights. In particular, young women and adolescent girls' leadership and engagement in the design, 
implementation, and monitoring of HIV programs and policies is key to ensuring their needs are prioritized. We must create and institutionalize spaces where they can voice their priorities and be heard, while simultaneously and adequately resourcing networks of women living with HIV to sustain their efforts and collective action. For women living with HIV, communities can provide vital support, but also can be a source of stigmatization and discrimination. This can put women and girls at greater risk for HIV and creates barriers to access to HIV services. One in three women living with HIV reported discrimination related to their sexual and reproductive health in a recent survey. Gender inequality and harmful gender norms can perpetuate stigma and discrimination, leading to rejection, economic insecurity, and violence from partners, family, and community. Only three in every 10 adolescent girls and young women currently have comprehensive and accurate knowledge of HIV. The contribution of women and girls, particularly those living with HIV, is indispensable in the HIV response at the community level. Women and girls provide critical care for family and community members living with HIV and help ensure they start and stay on treatment. This is admirable, but problematic when it contributes further to the burden of unpaid care work borne by women and girls, which is already three times that of men. This care work at the community level must be recognized, valued, and redistributed equally within the household so that women can have more opportunities to choose what they do with their lives. An estimated 14% of transgender women have HIV. Transgender women experience stigma and discrimination and often encounter healthcare providers or clinics lacking knowledge of transgender issues or proper inclusive language. These all pose obstacles to HIV testing, prevention, and care that can be addressed among transgender women. Here are some facts that every woman and girl need to know about HIV and AIDS. One in four people living with HIV in the United States is a woman. Women of all ages, races, and ethnicities can get HIV, but some women are more at risk than others. We continue to make progress towards eliminating HIV and AIDS in the U.S., but women remain disproportionately vulnerable to and affected by HIV infection, especially black and Latina women. Black women account for the largest share of new HIV diagnoses among women in the U.S. However, we are only 14% of the female population in the U.S. Black women face the highest risk of HIV and other sexually transmitted infections compared with women of other groups. However, many black women do not know their HIV status. Stigma, medical mistrust, and fear of discrimination often prevent some black women from getting tested or from seeking care. Latina women make up 15% of new HIV infections among women. Cultural challenges may raise Latina women's risk for HIV as they may avoid seeking testing, counseling, or treatment if infected because of their immigration status, stigma, or fear of discrimination. Overall, poverty may also prevent both subsets of women from seeking care. In the United States, most women contract HIV from having sex with a man, and about one in four teenagers has a sexually transmitted infection. All women can get HIV, but your risk for getting HIV is higher if you have unprotected sex, have injected illegal drugs either now or in the past, have had sex with someone for money or drugs in return, or with someone who has traded sex for money or drugs, have had sex with someone who has HIV, has sex with both men and women, have injected drugs, has had another sexually transmitted infection, or has had a blood transfusion between 1978 and 1985. 
Women are more likely than men to get HIV during vaginal sex because the vagina has a larger surface area compared with the penis that can be exposed to HIV-infected semen. Semen can stay in the vagina for several days after sex. This means you are exposed to the virus longer and having a vaginal yeast infection, bacterial vaginosis, or an untreated sexually transmitted infection also makes HIV transmission more likely. This is because the yeast or bacterial infection or STI brings white blood cells that can be infected with HIV into the vaginal area. Small cuts on the skin of the vagina common with genital ulcers from herpes or syphilis are hard to notice, but may allow HIV to pass into your body. As a woman, you are more likely to get HIV during vaginal sex when you're unaware of your partner's risk factors for HIV. Some men, for example, have sex with men as well as women, but do not tell their female partners. If a woman's male partner was recently infected, the amount of HIV in the semen is higher. Exposure during early infection may cause up to half of all HIV transmissions in the U.S. A woman is also more likely to get infected with HIV if her partners do not use male latex condoms or she does not use female condoms correctly every time she has sex. A woman who has sex with multiple partners or has sex with someone who is having sex with multiple partners is also at higher risk for HIV infection during vaginal sex. Women who use injection drugs or share needles or syringes and other injection equipment are at high risk for HIV as well. In fact, next to sex, sharing needles is the most common way that HIV is spread. Using injected drugs also raises your risk for risky behaviors, such as not using a condom during sex. In a study of U.S. cities with high levels of HIV infection, 72% of women who injected drugs reported having sex without a condom in the past year. If you use injection drugs, talk to your doctor about medicine called pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP to prevent getting HIV. Women who only have sex with women might think that they are safe from HIV. This type of HIV transmission is rare. However, if you are a woman and your female partner has HIV, you can get it if you have cuts, bleeding gums, or sores in your mouth and you give oral sex. It is also possible to spread HIV through menstrual blood and shared sex toys. As a woman who has sex with women, it is also possible to get HIV if you inject or your partner injects drugs with someone who has HIV, if you have or your partner has sex with a man who has HIV, and if you are trying to get pregnant and use semen that has not been tested for HIV or sexually transmitted infections. For women who only have sex with women, use dental dams correctly and never share sex toys. Only about half of female high school students use a condom the last time they had sex. Only one in eight female high school students have ever been tested for HIV. Teen girls and younger women are at a higher risk for HIV infection than adult women because their reproductive tract is still developing. You can get HIV at any age. Women over 50 are still at risk for HIV. Older women are more likely than younger women to be diagnosed with HIV much later after they are first infected. This may be because older women may think they do not need condoms because they do not worry about getting pregnant. They may not talk about safe sex with their doctors or partner or get tested regularly for HIV and other sexually transmitted infections. Doctors may also not suspect that symptoms could be caused by HIV. A later diagnosis can mean a later start to treatment and possibly more damage to the immune system. It can also raise the risk of spreading HIV to other people. In addition, the decrease in hormone levels during and after menopause means the vagina will probably not be as lubricated as it used to be. 
This means that older women have a greater risk for tiny cuts in their vagina during sex that can make it easier for HIV to get in. If you do not have HIV and your partner does, talk to your doctor about taking pre-exposure prophylaxis. PrEP is a daily pill that can lower your risk of getting HIV. Daily PrEP can reduce the risk of getting HIV from sex by more than 90%. If you think that you may have been exposed to HIV, visit a doctor right away. For people who have one-time risk of exposure to HIV, post-exposure prophylaxis, or PEP, P-E-P, might be an option. PEP is an anti-HIV medicine that can be taken within 72 hours of possible exposure to HIV to lower your chances of getting HIV. If you are pregnant and living with HIV, you can take HIV medication and work with a doctor to stay healthy. If you take medication, the risk of passing HIV to your baby is less than 1%. Together, we can help change these statistics. Persistent inequalities and the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic require a renewed effort to end HIV as a public health threat within the next decade. We must confront the special challenges presented by the COVID-19 pandemic for people living with HIV. We must ensure that everyone everywhere has access to HIV prevention, testing, treatment, and care, including COVID-19 vaccinations and related services. The World Health Organization recommends a renewed focus on countries and populations that are still missing out on the global response to HIV and AIDS. These include the diverse groups of people being marginalized in each country, including key populations of people who are at high risk. Any woman or girl who has sex is at risk of HIV infection, no matter race, ethnicity, age, or sexual orientation. Your risk is based on things you may not know, like who your partner has been with before or if they've ever injected drugs. Women and girls living with HIV may have no symptoms for years. Even if HIV causes no symptoms, it is still hurting your body's immune system against illnesses. Protect yourself and your partner every time by correctly using a condom. The only way to know for sure whether you have HIV is to get tested. Talk to your partner about their sexual past and get tested together. You can also help fight stigma by making sure people know that HIV is not transmitted through the air, toilet seats, or hugs. World AIDS Day is an important opportunity for every community and each individual to help move the nation closer to an HIV-free generation. Be brave, ask questions, get tested, and let's collectively get to work. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest, links to the website, contact information, and social media channels. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, please take a moment to like the episode, subscribe to the channel, comment, and share with your family, friends, and colleagues. Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you real soon. Salud!